Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Second Dig Podcast. You don't believe me, do you? I'm Zancy Weber. What the fuck, mom? And I'm Sebastian. This thing, it's gonna follow you. And I'm Andrew Schossler. And today we are reviewing the written and directed by David Robert Mitchell 2014 horror mystery film It Follows, starring Micah Monroe, Kia Gilchrist, Daniel Zavato, Olivia Licardi, Jake Weary, Lily Seepy, Bailey Spry, Ruby Harris, Linda Boston, and Debbie Williams. October, and that's Seb's favourite month. I love October because it rhymes with Smocktober. Also horror movies. Oh, horror movies. that's my least favourite. Yeah, so I'm not a good horror movie guy. Yeah, why do people enjoy being terrified? I don't know. I get a thrill from what I call life. <laughs> so I don't need any of these. Well, you you purest <laughs> uh, I've never really loved horror movies. Oh, it's weird, really weird. I was the kind of kid that the second YouTube became a thing when I was, I say that was like 10 years ago, right? YouTube's like 10 years old now. Yeah. I would, you know, I would look up like horror scene here, horror scene there. Like I don't, I I like, I'm interested in seeing what people have come up with. Horror movie right there on your TV screen? No, never on my TV screen. (laughs) Did I miss a joke? I'm so confused. (laughs) Um, Anyway. There's a song. (laughs) Well, it's gone forever. Um, yeah, I'm really, I like watching scenes here and there out of context because I'm always like, what do these people come up with? Oh, like, oh, that's a really cool creature design or, oh, that scene is really tense. But when it comes to sitting down and watching a feature film, oh, no, thank you. Like the the kinds of films that get like a rise out of me when it comes to like, you know, kind of creepy films are things like, I mean, it's not even a horror film, like Shutter Island. I like those kind of thriller mystery yep. sort of things. Yep. That is great for me. I like to be, confused and a little bit frightened from that kind of area. But when it comes to, you know, Freddy Krueger, Jason, like slasher films, and then you get to like Saw films, like those Hostel movies, like the, with the, you know, the, what do you call it? Torture, torture porn. porn yeah. yeah. I'm, I can deal with the blood on screen, but I just don't want to. Yeah. But as for the jump scares, they get me every time and I get a mixed bag of frustration and anxiety from them. But I don't, is everything right? Oh, sorry. I thought you were, Give me the signal like I broke the recording, but I didn't. So, yes. Um, yeah, I just. I didn't even know that was a signal. <laughs> you giving me the everything's on fire signal. No, yeah. So, I just. You've trained him well. You can control him with a gesture. <laughs> he just kind of like moved a finger. Mind you. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I've just never really gravitated towards watching these kinds of films. And it's a damn shame Alex isn't here for this review. And he'll be back next week, I assume, when he's rebirthed from the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> when he's kicked his habit, yeah, that's right. Because he he loves horror films. Like he's you know first in line to go watch that the Nun movie when it comes out. He loves the Conjuring series yeah. and Insidious and all that stuff that for me just looks like shit for one. But also I don't get thrills from like the oh I'm scared like the jump scare stuff. It just either irks me, frightens yeah. me in the bad kind of way, or pisses me off because of the style. So it's just been a genre that I've never really wanted to be in. Well, there is a difference between movies like The Nun or The Grudge or Chainsaw, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. And films like It Follows. Correct. Or The Babadook or Get Out, which is why specifically we chose those kind of horror movies for our first (laughs) ever horror October month. Because we knew that we had to introduce Seb to the good parts of horror. <laughs> I, I've watched 
a fair chunk of the Nightmare on Elm Street films, the original ones, not mm-hmm. I haven't touched the new one, and a fair lot of the original, like the Friday the 13th franchise, not all of them because I think there's like a thousand. But <laughs> And I also I can get into the B-grade horror films like that. That stuff for me is either I have a fun time watching that and it is sort of predicated on the you know the jump scare here and there, but for me that that falls into like the schlocky, shitty movie fun stuff, like the original Evil Dead, like that went over the top a bit more so. But the first one was more so still a horror film as opposed to a horror comedy, which I think the second one really really took a deep dive into. Right. So like there is a place, but when you get to like the modern ones. I get lost. I think the the best example is when we did the the thing review. We watched the original John Carpenter one it's, just as a one off to fill in a week there. That stuff I love. I love the body horror stuff like that. Like you put on um, the Fly, the original um, yes Cronenberg uh, Fly, and that stuff too. Great with me. I can I love that. But when it comes to watching like the new version of the thing with um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh. where it re- relies on the CGI and it's more things jumping yeah. out at you and grabbing stuff. I'm now back in the part of horror that I hate and even with a franchise that I like. So it's so, yeah. so it's jump scares that you don't like? They're my least favourite thing in cinema and it's not because I'm a sophisticated gentleman who wants a good old-fashioned no, I just I just don't like them. They're easy and they're cheap. Like there's some yeah. video games that like – the Five Nights at Freddy series. I love watching people play them on YouTube because there's a good little bit of like lore behind them. But my least favorite thing is every time when you lose, you get that jump scare and it gets me every time. And it's for me, it's not enjoyable because I go into the film thinking, you know, be ready. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And then it doesn't matter how ready I am because I feel tense the entire time and then it <laughs> happens and I'm still not enjoying it. So and well, that's all- that's kind of the the counterintuitiveness of a jump scare. The more you anticipate it, the more it's going to affect you. Yeah. But, but also- it's, it's, it's always disappointing. You, you get the initial scare and the initial thrill and very quickly it's just, oh, okay, that was – yeah. That's a shame that that that, that happened. What a, what, a, what a cheap stunt. <laughs> I wish I had the reaction of me dreading the jump because I'm scared about like the character or invested in the story. But for me, it's this, I feel like the film is like hurting me. Like I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> I'm not enjoying this. And the film could be a fucking Oscar winner. But if I'm sitting there the entire time tense because I'm scared there's going to be a pop in the speaker that's going to get to me, I don't. I'm not listening to the dialogue. I'm not no, taking it in. I'm not seeing right. performances. I'm, I'm living as a person watching a film, and I am not invested in what I'm seeing on screen because of anything that you've put together. And for me, that means great performances. They're irrelevant. Because, it's completely lost. Yeah, because yeah, I'm yeah. now watching this as a person in a the theater rather than a person in a story. Oh yeah, it's far more satisfying to feel tense because the situation is tense, or because it's genuinely terrifying for the characters you don't know when they're going to meet meet their demise not through a jump scare just that it's a situation where they don't have a clear way out and they're kind of struggling struggling through it yeah it's far more satisfying to experience that tension rather than a tension of shit something's going to jump out all of a sudden there's going to be a loud noise and i'm going to jump i'm going to be embarrassed that, that it happens to me yeah which is why like i go back to i love the original the thing movie that is so situational yeah, it, oh, based, yeah. they build up tension properly. There is a couple of moments where something will like just just happen on screen. Like the doctor goes to use the defibrillator and the stomach opens up and cuts the person's hands off with the teeth. That comes out of nowhere. Yeah. But it's earned within the story as opposed to- The real tension is in not knowing who is infected. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a great story as well because yeah. you actually had this little like, there is something among us that <laughs> is not what it appears to be. So it plays on so many levels, whereas you get- the Ring. Okay. The, I mean, I'm sure there are fans that are going to be like, it's a classic. Have you seen the original Ring? No, I don't care. I'm not going to watch it <laughs> because it's predicated on this horrific thing coming out of nowhere and getting people. Yeah. And that uh, you've lost me. The story I've heard is great. I'm sure it is, but it's not something that I'm going to enjoy. Well, before we take apart the film more, should we do a spot of trivia? Yes. It's I just have a-, a spot. <laughs> Can I have my useless piece of trivia? You may not. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Did you guys know that Henry Cavill does not appear in this film? That's I did. In, that's I insane. Did know that Henry Cavill really? Did not I know. I thought he was going to be in it too for no reason, but he wasn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All the talk about him not being Superman, being Superman. I would have thought he would have rocked up in this film from a couple of years ago, just to like let me know everything's wow. all right. But um, so is he not in this film the same way he's not in the Man from Uncle? No, he is in the Man <laughs> from Uncle, 
but he's not in Shazam. Oh, right. Which I, I think I, sorry, well. I always get those two confused. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, $1.3 million budget, $20 million gross. Blair witched it. This Blair- film was incredibly successful financially. Yeah. Good. As, as far as his budget is concerned, I mean, I know twenty million is small peanuts in the film world, but but when you do almost twenty times your budget in, yeah, absolutely, and with unknown or I mean, not well known actors, I, I certainly had never seen anybody in this film before. I was doing a little bit of research on the director before. He hasn't done much, if anything, that I've actually heard of though. So for him. Great job because he, him himself plus the actors, he went in yeah. with no known names, and well, he's picked up a fair bit of traction. The, the, I, I may be an outlier, but I knew of Keir Gilchrist before this and was okay. quite a fan and was disappointed by his performance. But okay, that's who did the, he play? He's the the geeky best friend who she sleeps ah, with okay, at the very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the sets, props, and the costumes were intentionally disorienting. They were yeah. deliberately mismatching. So you don't know what time period you're what, in. What year it is, even even deliberately confusing you as to what season it is. Some people are dressed in a winter coat alongside people in short shorts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's meant to evoke a sort of dream state where you're not certain of what's real. Yeah, because, well, the idea for the movie came from a, a recurring nightmare or dream or nightmare that the writer director had that he was constantly being chased by this thing that would just slowly walk <laughs> after him no matter where he went. and like i've had that dream and but you just stop and you just watch it continue to slowly walk at you and not get any closer i was, I, I was <laughs> thinking i was thinking how, how to beat it how do you how do you beat this thing oh this, play, this is a fun game yeah <laughs> okay now <laughs> the, the temptation is to say jump on a plane yes. um, and fly far away. Unless it gets on the plane with you because then you are boned. Which it can do. It, yeah. it, this monster interacts with the real world. Mm. It can't, I mean, it, it has to break through doors. It doesn't just magically shimmer through them. Mm. It has to, you know, it has to break through a window to get, in, to get into your house. I think the way around it, there, there may be other ways, <laughs> but I think a surefire way. Zeppelin, live in a Zeppelin. <laughs> Yeah, okay, you could do that, but theoretically it could get in into a plane and, and fly to you or a helicopter or however. You trap it into into walking through a narrow corridor or something Yep. and have it walk through quick-drying cement so that you pass it and as it's walking through, it's drying and it sets and it's trapped forever in this thing. Shut it up in this... Yeah. In this uh, uh, shipping container, I was, was going to say, just yeah. walk in a shipping container, yeah. <laughs> drop it at the bottom of the ocean, done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was listening to a, a, a different podcast that has covered this film, and one of the key points they harped on about, and it's so true, is how rare is it that when you have like a villain from a movie, be very manageable. Yeah, like yeah, you could do the same thing to Jason, for example. And it would be so easy with no explanation to have you know one scene later Jason just standing behind the person's couch dripping wet because they got out of the ocean like right you don't yeah. have to show you how it happened whereas yeah. this feel this thing feels like oh it's fucked like it's just it's gone I was I was surprised with the that that it has to deal with the real world yeah that that realism that it it, yeah. it, it, it is forced to interact with it I mean it's it's kind of mysterious. What it is and how it works, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into that. But it um it is it is definitely a part of this world. It's not it's not like a super supernatural thing. It no, just it's, it's just, not a ghost. It's not a ghost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I love that this film was a bit ambiguous with what it is. Like, yeah. and it doesn't go to it. And the director slash writer did say he has like ideas for sequels and stuff, which yeah. I'll get into during the review as to it's kind of a kind of a cool idea, but kind of a terrible thing because it's going to give more background on this thing. And, and that's when knowing- you lose the the uh, sort oh, of as monsterness soon as you know of it. More, there's yeah. Less yeah, it loses its mystique. Because yeah. I, yeah. I I like the idea that they, they, there's no there's no like research period where this per- where the main character goes off and finds a gypsy to explain what it is or anything. It is just and that would it's a force it. of nature. No, yeah. well, it's it's the first thing you are told literally the rules. Yep. And then the rest of the movie happens. It's, it's the characters reacting to like having to deal with it, like not being able to escape it. Yeah. Mm. 
Which is why it's such an interesting twist for a horror movie to take because usually it's like, what's going on? Okay, let's find out what's going on. Oh, no, we've been told the rules, but let's pretend they don't exist for a bit. Oh, no, they exist. (laughs) Oh, no, someone's dead. So other than the um, score being composed in three weeks, I'm happy to move on. Who who even needs like a real score? <laughs> you did have kind of a kind of a John Carpentry score anyway. It was, Maybe like, that's why it was done so quickly because it's like, hey, we'll go watch Halloween. I want that. Do do kind of that, but that's new. True. It wasn't complicated, but I think there's skill in nailing a good sounding score that match that sets the tone. More importantly, also a lot of the more tense scenes from memory anyway lacked score. Like they play with the silence so you can hear like yeah, steps coming as well, towards someone. As well. So I think they, were, they they had a very light job. It's like Psycho with the shower kill scene yeah. where you want to ramp up the score all of a sudden. Like that does happen every now and then where it picks up, but a lot of this is just those quiet moments, yeah. which is fantastic. And I had a friend of mine who used to, used to say quite proudly um, that the scores that he enjoyed the most in films were the ones that he – uh, didn't even realize was playing. It, it 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 matched the scene so well that it kind of blended in, and you didn't even you you were hearing it. Uh, sorry, you were listening to it, but you weren't hearing it. Yeah, yeah. Any it more? Didn't take any of your attention? Yeah. Any more trivia, Zan? Nope. Happy to move on. Is it babies next? Is it babies <laughs> next? Babies. Okay. I'm not either a big fan of slasher films. Uh, and horror films in general. I don't mind the thriller, but it's not something I'd seek out necessarily. Uh, So I'm going to say this is a blend of A Nightmare on Elm Street and The Terminator. The Terminator's a good reference. I like that one. Can I just say, that's my exact baby. Oh, wow. Okay. It's like this this kind of unbeatable enemy that's just constantly chasing you. can't reason with it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I broke mine down between what this film reminded me of the way that it was shot and then the story. So mine's not a traditional, traditional one, but this film for me was very closely shot to the easiest reference I'd say is the shining. They use a lot of wide shots lingering in with drawn focus right to the middle. Mm. A lot of just like the camera being attached to a couple of random things. A lot of like dolly shots where it just slides across. Like the way it was shot, just letting things linger and play out. How many, like that scene where Danny in The Shining is riding the tricycle and we're just following him for like two minutes before anything in that scene happens. There are so many scenes where people are just talking, but when we're watching them talk, but our focus is being drawn to the background and we are just holding and holding because it wants to play off that element that something isn't there and this is that's why you linger in the shot. So that wise, sorry, that for the way that it was shot, plot wise, I felt like it was a blend between like Jean carpenter's like halloween film with michael mike myers yeah michael myers, sorry the um the just this oncoming force that you can't really deal with because it's just so overpowering and a hitchcock film where it is while you have okay. this known force that is constantly there and constantly coming for you we're going to play at it also a little bit subtly and have like that we're going to build up a background sense of dread for like you know something is coming but you can't quite nail down what it is. So not a specific Hitchcock film, just the general For the, feel. Because of, of the, the killing aspect, I'm going to go with the first half of Psycho. When, okay. you, when you meet Norman Bates and <laughs> yeah. you know there's just something not quite right and coming in with modern knowledge of how that scene is going to go up and the, how the woman gets killed in the shower, just knowing that something isn't right, something doesn't sit well and you're building towards this climax. Okay. But you don't know exactly where it's going to come from. So that mixed with the kind of character you get in Halloween. Right. Okay. So that, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> my, my longest description ever. <laughs> Twignopsis. Oh, Pl- no. Plotnopsweets. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I have to pay it. That is a, that is a gag that is going down in the annals of history. <laughs> it follows. <laughs> The first slasher movie about a sexually transmitted disease. Mm. Oh, no, mine's very similar. Like a lot of sexually transmitted diseases, the creature in It Follows can also be remedied with a cool ointment, allegedly. (laughs) Or a gun. (laughs) Yep. Ah, that only slows it down. Got crabs? (laughs) Shoot yourself (laughs) in the dick. (laughs) No, you're not worried about the crabs. (laughs) 
just when you thought shuffling Zimmer frames couldn't be more terrifying, <laughs> hashtag ST flea. Oh. That's good though. <laughs> go away. Let's, All right. I think we should start with the bad because I feel like this is another film that, for me anyway, was way okay. more good than it was bad. Speaking of the cinematography, yes, the shots are lingering and it plays into the tone of, of setting the tone of you're not quite sure what's important and what's not. You're not quite sure what is relevant and what's really happening, what's real and what is. I mean, it, no, that, that's not true. You you know what's what's real, but you don't know who is real. I'm sure um, that in, in, in the director's mind, if it didn't make it to film, he had the idea of putting into the scenes a lot of, you know, people just shuffling around where it is the monster, but you're supposed to think, yeah. is that it? Is it? Is it not? And 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 what's going on there? But I don't know sometimes it just seemed like the shots were too long. Like yeah. the the one that predominantly comes to mind is when the girls are walking down the street, um, and it and it finishes off with, you know, they they continue they 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 finish walking down the street, they walk into the house, and then there's just this pan. For about ten seconds, it doesn't go anywhere. It seems a bit unnecessary. A lot of the shots like that, which do linger, seems to be kind of unnecessary. From memory, that pan especially, shot, especially when they're finishing off a scene. Yeah, from memory, that pan shot went back onto the street. If I'm remembering the right scene, yeah, and it was just there was just a person walking in the frame, yeah, which may or may not be the yeah. thing. That was the thing they just. I were, know, I yeah. know, but I can see like. When it comes to using a lot of these shots, they can be great for building up tension, but if there's a lot of them, it's kind of like, no, we got it the first time. Okay, no, we got it the second time. We got it the sixth time. Like you've just repeated That's and right. repeated. That's right. And also it does, well, it can slow down the pace of a film as well by just having a lot of shots of, I'm not going to say nothing. It's not nothing. It's there deliberately to serve a purpose, but, it, but may, it is lengthening things a lot. It may as well be nothing if there's no payoff. If it's just there to sow the seeds of doubt, but then you don't do anything with it, then you shouldn't include it in. But I, sh- I think you, you need should- a couple of them, though. That way you can say, yeah, that time it was nothing. That time it was nothing. But what about the third time? Like, but the thing, if you know where it every jump's going to come from, then you can't, you can predict it. Yeah, but it's a bit of a boy cried wolf kind of situation where you do it, you know, two or three times. And by the fourth time, you're just sick of it. And and it doesn't matter whether something mm. happens or not because you're just sick of seeing that style now. I yeah, think for me it was uh, atmospheric. Yeah, is is more atmosphere setting rather than progressing the story. Yeah, as I'm, a whole. I'm not suggesting it broke the atmosphere. It just seemed like it was un- like I couldn't help but think this is unnecessary. Right. At, yeah. Especially at the end of a scene, during the middle of a scene. No problem with things lingering because that's setting the tone. You don't yeah, know yeah. what's important and, and, and what, it's, what it's building to. But at the end of the scene, just to have something, just to have a shot linger and there being no obvious payoff, that just irked me. Okay, I, I do get that. For me, it did work though. Yeah. Because I like in these kinds of films where it is about tension. Yeah. I like not knowing exactly where things are going to go. Like they, there's this, Wonderful scene of when the, it gets into the house with her and it comes in as a girl and then it's that scene where it appears as the giant mm. eight-foot man. <laughs> and But they, they play it up like when they open the door into her bedroom and she's fine and it's not there and they've done the thing like maybe it's not there anymore and then they throw it back in. Yeah. But those little bits of – they're just trying to give you that bit of doubt so when it does happen it is meaningful. And that for me means yeah, for me it works anyway. But I can see there's a lot of them. Like I said, we got the point the fifth time. You didn't need to do it a seventh yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else that was not so great? Yeah. What are the rules? In what regard? <laughs> Sorry, I, I was thinking like general horror movie rules or now, what are the rules of how this thing works? So you're infected when you have sex. Yes. Do you both have to come? Is oh, it? Is it just actually? Is it the just, director has answered this? Is it just heterosexual sex? <laughs> no. Does it matter if you're wearing a condom? No. What if you're giving him a blowjob? I'm, does that count? Does that do, does that infect you with the thing? What about a hand job in that case? What if it's gay sex? I haven't. Can, found can an lesbians answer. infect each other by by doing this thing? 
I have not found an answer to the hand job, oh, blow job situation, <laughs> but the director, I mean, it doesn't help that it wasn't in the movie, but for the record, the director did say uh, anal sex counts, condoms <laughs> count. There is no contraceptive you can use that will not pass it on. Um, you climaxing versus them climaxing is irrelevant, um, but it can pass on from girl to girl, from guy to guy, all that. Okay. Yeah. Yep, the only thing I couldn't find about is blowjobs or handjobs. It's <laughs> so not really the sure. it's <laughs> idea of sex. It's not important to the story. It doesn't actually. It doesn't, it's a very simple idea, and it, and it works. Scissoring aside, for lesbian <laughs> sex, blowjobs would have to count in some or oral sex would have to count in some way. So I'm going to go on record, hot take here, and say blowjobs count. <laughs> so you're just saying penetration is what's most important. No, well, no, lesbian sex counts. So it depends. But didn't how- you just say scissoring aside? No, I, because I, that's at least genital to genital, so I'm not sure if that's the <laughs> exception, if that's the only way for um, lesbians to get it. But it, apparently it doesn't matter the gender or anything. No, and that's yeah. and that's fine. It doesn't matter to the story. I know I'm nitpicking You're here. just curious though, I'm right? Just, I'm just saying that I couldn't help but have this this thought recurring every single time uh, it happens of what are the rules? How does this thing work? I can't I can't make sense of it. I was trying to work out why it picked certain forms that it picked. As well. Because Yeah. Because sometimes it would seem like picking someone quick would, would make the most sense. But it never uh, runs anyway. It doesn't run, but there are versions of it that walk faster. Like the in, old lady walks very slowly. In in the the first time that she sees I can't remember her name. Um, that that uh, the main the main girl yep. sees this thing. It's her old grandmother or something with a broken leg walking very slowly across the uh, oh, well, you, the, the plaza. There's the in, parking in lot classroom. one as well, but yeah, that's like a naked as well. middle aged lady. And then in a in her house later on, yeah, it's the eight foot tall guy oh. who moves very quickly through the corridor. He, yeah, he comes quickly through the doorway, but then that scene cuts, so I don't really get a spot. Yeah. See. But the, in the rules that the guy gives at the beginning of the film, he did say it's it, someone familiar. It'll look like whatever it wants to look like to get close to you. Meaning that it's yeah. going to pick someone who is who you or someone that you can might appear know or however it wants. How, yeah, but it's going to be someone familiar to you, so it's going to appear as can, a relative or a fr- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so that, he the did scene say on the beach. that it it walks, and he's like, and he's stressed like that's the important thing. It walks. Yeah, you can escape this thing. It is like it's a manageable threat. He makes a point of the fact that it's the thing about this thing is it just won't stop. Not that it will sprint after you. It's yeah. not a. It's a chase, and it's clever. So don't trap yourself. Out yeah, of like, pool. yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, like don't trap yourself in a pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got good things to say about that. I think it was a good plan. I so, disagree, <laughs> but I think it's not a bad point of the movie. I just think it was a stupid plan, but I also think the characters are stupid, so it's fine. So the the geeky boyfriend or the the beta male or whoever, yeah, whoever you want to describe him as, he reveals like he's got some sort of scar on his abdomen after it bats him to the side. Is, so, that, is that what happened? Yeah, it hits got, him. In, yeah, I got the impression that it was from a like like he had interacted with this thing previously. That was going to be a little bit of a twist that he knew what this thing was all along. No, so did I? Did I miss that? That was from an immediate. Yeah. So on the beach scene, it whacks him, and he he gets up from that scene, picks and pulls up his shirt because he's in pain. And I think later on, is it maybe the same scene after she gets her hair pulled? Does she have like a burn on on her throat or something as well? Yeah, where where it touched her, where it grabbed her by the neck or her leg or something. Yeah. So where it makes physical contact, it's burning or frying or something. It's it's causing a reaction. Okay, then that was then that was me not not realizing that it was supposed to be immediate. Because I, I I kept on thinking in the back of my mind, there's this twist coming. Why is it not playing out? Is he pretending not not to see it? Why is he pretending not to mm. see it in the pool? Um, anyway, my last criticism of it. Um, why do they have sex? Oh, Jay is 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 her name. Why did they have sex at the end of the film? Because she always wanted to have sex with him because he's the good friend. But that's not how so I read they, it. So cool. because they think this demon is dead, yeah. they celebrate. It's, no, oh, so it's, it's safe to have sex with him now. Oh, that's not how <laughs> I read the ending at all. Uh, please, I'm I'm open. No, to- there's there's no real. There's is they don't explain it at all. Yeah, so, so like this thing could be dead, could be alive. The okay. way that the shot, I'll go into it in, into my good specifically, but that ending shot specifically leaves it saying like they could be being followed right now by that. Oh, they most definitely are. Yeah. This is a this is a Freddy Krueger laughing at the screen at the end of the film. Yeah. Yeah. But in saying that, 
They also might not be. I just because no, uh, he I, I my reading is that they are being followed by it. But yeah, I'm saying, of course, he comes from out of nowhere. It's it's the demon, the one behind them. Yes, yeah. my reading is also that it's still going. But my reading about them having sex, um, so they play like remember they have sex, and then the very next scene we have him doing that drive by the prostitutes. Yeah. So the fact that he did that, whether he did or didn't sleep with the prostitutes, I don't. I don't think he did, but I think the idea was there. Eh. The fact that he was looking at them, though, to me says that they have, within knowledge, passed it on to each other that they don't think it's safe. Because why would they he have doubts? Well, he has doubts yes, anyway. At okay. least him, because he otherwise he's now in a, a relationship. In theory, he was not. He's and not that, the kind of character that would be like, "Time to go bang a hooker." Now that I've had sex with my girlfriend, like that's a weird. And that's jump. And, and that's also another thing that was kind of fueling this idea that he had interacted with it before. That maybe he had tried to kill it before. So he knows it didn't work. So he knows he has to get rid of this thing. I mean, I, I have not. Which, which isn't yeah. the case. I, I, I realize that now, uh, but I, I couldn't help but keep on thinking that when I, when I was watching it. Yeah, interesting. I never once got the idea okay. that he had seen it before okay. I, until that came up. Because he's a virgin, right? That's his thing, right? So he's the he virgin. Claims. He claims. So he looks. like. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's trying to get into Jay's pants. Of course, he's going to. He's going to play that, not the desperate card, but that you know pathetic card of you're going to have sex with me because you feel sorry for me. Yes, and that's his that's his strategy. But to be fair, I also feel sorry for him because he's a little weenie kid. Yeah. Anything bad on your end zone? Little weenie kid. I didn't like his performance. I think he, <laughs> he was, was the punchable, one, right? he was the one weak performance. Um, okay. And it's weird because I really like him in United States of Tara, which is uh, the mm. TV show that where he got his first big break. Um, with Tony Collette, but yeah, in this in this movie, it's never really clear like what he wants, right. what he is doing, like why, like maybe that was intentional direction. But I uh, yeah, the, his was the only performance I had a real issue with. All the right. other kids, I, I thought did really well, particularly the first guy who passed it on to her. I, I think he was he was a really compelling. Yes, with Hugh slash Jeff, is it? Yeah. I liked him, and this is not a down point to his performance, but he looked like the kind of kid that would play the the Red Ranger. Oh, no, the Black (laughs) Ranger in Power Rangers. Didn't he look like a Power Ranger kind of actor to you guys? Not really. I don't class people as Power Ranger or not Power Ranger actors. It's 2018. You're allowed to now. It's, I could have got a River, River Phoenix vibe from him. Oh, really? If anything. If anything. Yeah, kind of a surface donor guy. Yeah. I, I did. Yes, I liked him though. I'm not trying to this is a down point. He just kind of looked like the kind of actor that if this was if he was alive at the same age in the 90s, he would have been a Power Ranger. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> just doing some just doing some fancy fantasy casting. So since we've moved into the good. I liked when he drugged Jay in the car yeah. after, after they have they have sex. He builds it up. He drugs her, uh, handcuffs her to the or ties her to the wheelchair, and lays out exactly what's going on. I did not see that coming. Yeah, yeah. it's like I was, the reverse I was com- of how rape works, yeah, right? You have consensual sex and then yeah. knock someone out. But- <laughs> no, I was completely blindsided and just thinking, "What the hell is going on?" This took a turn that I mm. had not anticipated, and I was and I and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was a very like it, it's a horrible thing to have, to have happen, but I yeah I really didn't expect it. Yeah, well that's that's the thing. That's when the movie takes its turn into yeah. allegory because yeah. it is an allegory for date rape. Like they had consensual sex, but he didn't tell her everything. It's mm-hmm. like literally like someone with AIDS, like the guilt that they would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even if they tell you afterwards, hey. I have AIDS. You should probably get checked because I didn't wear a condom. And uh, jokes on you. Um, yeah, and bit of a bastard. He kind of says, "Okay, now you're on your own. You've got this thing. Just sleep with someone, and you'll be fine." Yeah, yeah. Even though he's still terrified of this thing. Well, no, that's the thing. Yeah, I wonder how many times he's passed it on. Right. <laughs> that he now has a system. Well, in place. There's another it's- thing for the rule. Can it come back on you? Well, I mean, it does. Yeah. No, no, no. It's already after you. But if. If the next in line oh, sleeps, sleeps with, with you. you, do you then get shuffled up the queue so that you're now at the top of the list? That's interesting. <laughs> Maybe you can trap this creature with some sort of 
sex paradox. <laughs> to be yeah. in this sort of sex loop <laughs> of chasing after the same five people. <laughs> so my favourite thing in this film is spread throughout the entire film. So I want to touch on it and then touch on it, uh, the scenes that it was most notable for me. Yeah. And it was the use of colour. Um, some okay. of it's very obvious, some of it not as obvious, but this film makes big use of both the color red and the color white. So the color red, they use a lot and a lot of like sides of the scenes to sort of set up like this dread, sort of like the, the, the oncomingness of this creature um, to the point that, so the, what's the gentleman's name that we were just talking about? The one, that, the Power Ranger? Been the, been the Black uh, Ranger. Hugh Jeff. Oh, so he's introduced as Hugh, but it turns out he's Jeff. Yeah, yeah, when one of Zordon's chosen ones. Um <laughs> When he sleeps with the main character, he's wearing a red shirt and immediately after they've finished, he's getting changed. So he's taken off his red shirt okay. and doing the thing just before he you know, drugs her and takes her to the rules. From that point in the film, the color red is literally following the main character. Oh. Um, which I thought was just a really subtle way of, it's it, it, you know, like every color gives like an instinctual response on some level to the brain. And red is one of those danger responses that okay. you get. And it's just kind of placing in like, this is no longer a safe environment. This color is now lingering and following. And it just, you want to watch the thing again. It's just nice to like go through and, you know, observe little bits here and there. Okay. Um, the other one was white and probably one of the more obvious ones there. But every time we see it, it is wearing plain white. Uh-huh, okay. So every, the, every single time? Every no, single time. except when it takes the form of the friend on the beach. No, she's wearing white. She's wearing blue, isn't she? No, she's wearing white. At least on my screen, it looked like it was white. Mm. So always wearing white color, which is like even the the lingering shot at the very end, that person walking towards them. There's the gardener wearing the red shirt to their side, Ah. but down behind them coming down the street is a person wearing a white shirt. But they're obviously so far away, you can't tell if they're shambling or just walking normally. But that's why I like it. Like Specifically, after she has the car accident in the cornfields, she's in hospital. So when you go into that scene after you've picked up the fact that everyone's wearing white, you're in a situation now where you've got all the doctors and the nurses all wearing white <gasps> coats. Oh, and when you go yes. in knowing this is what the bad guy looks like and you're now in an environment like I can no longer pick them out of a crowd because everyone's wearing the wrong colour. So I... that's be- I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um but uh, yeah, I, you mentioned the friend at the beach scene. Oh. I love that scene. I I, I got the the shivers. Yeah, because when two have, people that was point, oh. that was so good. Oh yeah. But yeah, once yeah. again, now if you watch that, seeing the person in white coming towards you, for me it's just like oh um, yeah, falls I'm, I'm straight gonna, away. I'm going to pay attention to that next time. Um, though, although the one part that interferes with this white thing is remember at the very beginning, and this is another one of my favorite bits when they're going on their first date at the cinemas and they're playing this game where- And he says the girl in yellow. Yeah, Uh she can't see, which is, I'm not sure. Like It's hard for me because this script was very tight, but it's I find it unusual that that was put in, but it may have also just been, maybe there was a girl in yellow that she actually just couldn't find in the crowd, but it's just maybe laying a a little bit of subtext here. Like they're painting the idea of maybe you can't see everyone as like, or maybe it was actually the creature because he should have been losing his shit if it was there at the theater with them. There's no way he should have gone into that movie. No, theater no, no, to watch he's a still movie. trying to have sex with her. But he went. He went into a building with one exit as well. Like he, he was. No, there a, were two in the cinema. Yeah, so there's one door, one on either yeah. aisle. But my fire regulations, you know, yeah, you have to have a second exit in okay in well, every publicly accessible. If building. My point is, if that was the creature, he probably wouldn't have continued the date. He would have gotten out of there if she was, in very fact, in the same room with them. No, yeah, big okay. picture. So big picture. He has to survive <laughs> the has, movie to have sex with her. He, well, that's why he left. That's why they left the movie. They didn't watch the movie. I thought they did. No, he said, I need to go outside. I need to get some air. They immediately left and went to his car. Oh, I must have, I must have just And he kept blinked. looking behind him the whole way. Yeah, interesting. Maybe that was all part of his plan. Because if, if the girl in yellow cannot be the demon, the monster, because mm. it's not wearing white, then he could have just made the whole thing up and created this situation where possibly she gets sympathy for him. But all the versions of the creature we see as the audience, though, they yeah. are wearing white. Well, you would presume, I mean, if that's the case, then that must be an established rule that this thing appears to wear yeah. white for so, whatever reason. Anyway, I like that movie scene, though, where they have like they're playing up, like, you know, putting a bit of tension, what's up with this guy yeah. and stuff. And 
when he's saying his part of who he's, you know, guessing who he can, you know, she has to guess who he wants to be. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be the little kid. Yeah. Hey, you know, he plays it off like no responsibilities, you know, people taking care uh-huh. of him and stuff. But what's happening here is that kid has not had sex. That kid is not being hunted. Time of innocence oh. where there's no risk because he's living yeah. in a life of fear. And that's fantastic stuff. I hadn't even thought of that. So that's the kind of thing I like in this film because it is playing at so many levels. It's not just okay. Jason walking down the streets with a machete, but it's like you've got these deep characters that are like this guy. All you can think about is I remember the time before I lost my innocence when I wasn't being hunted to my death. How about that? So that's all my rants specifically about the things. Well, I, uh, the lake scene was fantastic. I genuinely got the shivers when you realize that, holy shit, one of them is the demon and it's and it's the thing walking towards her. Uh, it was also not, uh, again, to, to um, play to the, the that this thing interacts with the real world, it's invisible to everybody who hasn't been infected. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's it, its actions are visible yeah. when, when yeah. it yanks her by the it hair. It hits the friend. And the, yeah. yeah, it's just invisible. And, you know, you can hit it. Yeah, yeah, it's, you hit it's, it with- it's really there. You just you just can't see it if you haven't been infected. I, like, here's my question. So with the with the colours, like the red and the white and all that stuff, I felt like there was some clear like visual motifs running through this film. There's a shit ton of water in this film. How many times is that character in the pool by herself? Actually, they go yeah. to the beach. They bring this thing to the pool to take it down. That's the one part I couldn't I couldn't get around the metaphor of. Yeah. Like I just she feels safe in the water. Yeah. Safe water is purity. Yeah. So yeah. And it's going to slow the movement of the monster. If it's limited to a walk, it's gonna be you know, half the speed yeah. at, at best in the water. And also in the water, you should technically be able to see it because of its interaction with the yeah. water. Actually, yeah. that's if it can only walk, then- It, it does swim in the movie. Yeah. Oh, does you, it? You when it's it in swim. the pool, it swims and after her and grabs a leg. Oh, yeah. Okay, but that was the, the part I was like, I think I like the purity, like the innocence and thing that Zane said. That make, that Well, the first, me. before you, she loses her innocence by having sex. She's not a virgin though. But the, no, no, yeah. no. She's not a virgin, but for us- the loss of innocence is having sex with someone who's infected with this demon. Yep. So at the beginning of the movie, you were introduced to her floating in water, very peaceful, very serene, yes, happy, and then she goes on to commit the sin that is then punished throughout the movie. Mm. So all in all, good stuff. I really like the lighting. The lighting is used incredibly effectively and it's probably done mostly in post, but the way that things emerge out of darkness into into a scene, particularly like the giant guy emerging oh. into that room. Yeah. Right. Also, you see uh, it's you. the shot that is used as the poster is the car with them basically having sex in the back seat and it's, it looks almost looks like it's underwater because ah, it's okay. lit yellow from the inside. And when I first saw it, I was like, who has sex with the interior light shining on you? Right. So that you can be seen, but no <laughs> one outside, if they're walking up on you, is going to be of visible. Course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they use the way that he uses light really leans into this kind of like nightmare dreamscape where like everything outside of your field of vision is amorphous. Like it's it could, foggy. anything it, could yeah. be anywhere. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which is, I think, makes it all the more scary when you cut to the lake scene, broad daylight, yes. and it's just walking yes. up like mm. a normal person. Yeah, and then that's when it strikes. Clearly not fast enough. Yeah. Didn't drive far enough. The plan to kill it by electrocuting it in the pool, I think it's kind of clever. It's not a bad plan, but again, when I first watched it, I'm like, have they like made sure that this- things aren't, <laughs> What? Why? Why? Why a safety fuse? Just why? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly sorry. right. The, and, then, and that's why I was so happy when they threw it in. And was like, oh, it didn't work. I'm like, good. Of course, it's not going to work. No. And, and in fact, it started to throw in the yeah. toasters to to kill her. Brilliant. Because <laughs> like a typewriter is still a typewriter. Pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah. I will say the most plugs in the states, like wall plug um things, are two pronged, aren't they? So they are missing the earth. The earthing line, yeah, because they're the, the, the two little like round ones, aren't they? The plug in, yeah, the it's states? also half. Or the are they the two flat ones? It's yeah. also half the voltage. Oh, okay. So so I think I know that in Australia we have an earth wire plugged into but everything. No, I mean, but modern day yeah. there'll be a, a, a mandate that, especially for a it was a typewriter. 
But also, there well, was a lot of plugs around a pool. So yeah. many, and and they and they managed to source all these different appliances, <laughs> you know, for for a huge body of water. Yeah. <laughs> so, why do they? Think the water would work. I'm not saying it's a fault. I think the characters are they're young, they're teenagers. teenagers. They they did shoot it. Yeah. Um. They they gave it a fatal wound, or what would have been a fatal wound to a to a, to a person, and it comes back to life. I love so, the way that it was shot the first time and just collapses, and then just kind of like rises back yeah, up. Yeah, oh, yeah. good effect. So why they thought that they could kill it remains a mystery because it's just shown that it's kind of immortal. But maybe there was the idea that, oh, if you just keep it in this perpetual electrocution state, or maybe if yeah. you keep on killing it beyond its regenerative regenerative yeah, yeah. Uh, phase, maybe that'll kill it entirely. And I, I, I kind of like that they ran with it, that they tried something different. They didn't just give up. Well, on- honestly, I think it's a, it's pretty, it's, it's what, Teenagers would do like this kind of like yeah. Oh, I'm, how do I'm, we kill it? Well, I'm, I guess, I'm sick of running. I'm yeah. going to change change um, the game. When did the her pool get broken? Her one at home because there's a bit where she walks into. They just find it broken. Yeah, so it potentially did that. Maybe they sh- maybe there's this missing scene where they the like it's at her house and for some reason the place yeah. that she would be most safe has been taken away. Oh uh, well, possibly. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to think if there was a link there. Because I know she had like her peeping Tom neighbors, but they wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I don't think. So, yeah, curious. Um, what do you guys think about the uh, creature fucking people to death? We see it happen once. And I think, I mean, you then after seeing that, it. That you, was the mum on the cool dude. Yep. Yeah. And then when you, I guess when you think back to the original death, like the, the pre-title stinger, I mean- that's pretty rough stuff, but it's but you know, I could still after seeing that image and seeing what happened, I could imagine that it did that to her during sex. It was kind of a sexy monster, like there were boobs out a few times, like not just once by accident. Yeah, some, but not. I'm not going to say the best kinds of boobs though. <laughs> hey, boobs are boobs. <laughs> boobs are boobs. But yes, um, it was weirdly sexualized in certain spots, but then also the very opposite in other spots with like the old lady and the when it tries to attack her at the beach and it tries to it breaks down through the door and turns into the weasley peeping yeah. tom kid and it yeah. just looks terrifying and then yeah, it, looked, it looked a bit golemy yeah like it's just going to attack and the eight foot giant man of oh god that Who is he? terrified me but that was it was good yeah. it was very effective oh it was a great thing yeah. all all of these things are very interesting takes like the, the, there's not like oh they're just using attractive women with their tops off like That's they're right. all very interesting physical shapes and even the not so interesting ones did interesting things. And I mean, my first instinct would have said, "It you know, this is a movie that's on some level about sex. You'd be hey, this is a straight female character. You would think most of the people coming after her would be males, but they don't play into this creature as a sexualized creature. Like it's it is coming at her as an elderly woman." Yeah, as a middle-aged woman, a mother fucks the son to death. You know, that's the only sexy part of it. Other, the, the other than part, that, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Other than that, it's just normal people. Yeah, um, coming after you very creepily. Which I thought, like, like, like I said, my instinct at first would have just said it's a sex story, but yeah. it's really not. Like they are, they're playing at some other little well, things not, here, which are interesting. It's not sex for sex. Like it's commenting on sex. Like it's commenting on shame yeah. about sex. Like I, you, I think that's why the women are chasing her is because it's other women who put the shame on. Women who have sex or uh-huh. are too easy or whatever, but also sometimes men come up. That's why I'm saying it's English. And that's, it's not, that's yeah. why the men are the more predatory. Well, while the women are the ones that are just approaching. Oh yes. Okay, so we get the little okay. boy who's doing that creepy under the door thing. We get the debatably faster one of the eight the foot men. Yeah, he's coming for him. Yeah. And the her father in the end scene, the one that's literally hurling shit at her and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you guys think that she, when she jumped into the water to go out to that boat full of lads, did she have sex there? Oh, yeah. So she's killed someone? Yeah. Think, oh, because it was so, there was not that Shh. long of a pause between that scene, though, and when she saw it again, which to me is like, did she have sex with them or not? Because it was. She, she did. I reckon she did it to buy herself some time, and it didn't work because, I mean, she, she couldn't have warned the guys about it. She just had sex with them and left. Yeah, and this thing came after them. They weren't prepared for it. Yeah, and it just cleaned through them. And they, and you know, they, if they're on a boat together, they probably found them all together. Because my my reading is she didn't 
have sex with it. Only because at the end of the film, when we have the nerd boy doing the drive-by of the prostitutes, I also, I, I read that scene specifically as he didn't have sex. And for me, it was kind of setting like the precedent of each other that they've done one and the same one has done the other thing. Like for me, it felt like a neat yeah. little way of, but once again, maybe he did bang the prostitutes. Maybe she did sleep with them on the boat. This film is playing it vague with the right spots. That's true. They, they could have been convinced that they killed it, but just to make sure, just to allay the last bit of doubt, yeah. they go off and sleep with these additional people. Yep. To Again, distance themselves from this monster. Final verdicts. I was going to talk about the blood. <laughs> Why was there so much blood in the pool? Because it looks cool. Because it's a demon. It's a demon. But like, did could they all see the blood or was it just her? Uh, I think it was just her. Okay. Okay, sorry. What were you That's saying? why there's kind of nothing, nothing, nothing. And then you switch to like behind her and then yeah. billowing yeah. blood. That that little jump got me and it was annoying. It, was, it jumped to a <laughs> shot of a stool. So, <laughs> yeah, dang it. <laughs> I definitely think this film warrants a review. Um, I, I saw it for the first time uh, literally a couple of days ago. Um, but now hearing about all these little, you know, the colours of the lighting of mm. the different different characters of, you know, who's coming after her in what situation definitely needs to be viewed again to appreciate it and viewed again to enjoy because it is, is a thoroughly thrilling film. I was surprised to see how low this film is rated on, on IMDb. Oh. It's like a 6.4, I think it was, or it's a, it's a uh. middling 6. Which surprised me because it is a pass, but when I think of the horror movies that I've seen, which I know isn't a huge amount, but like the ones that I can tolerate tend to be the better ones. This is a really enjoyable one. I would have expected it to be a bit higher up, but honestly, maybe as a genre, horror is more likely to turn away more people than it is to attract. Because And I can understand people going into it expecting torture porn or a slasher film, being disappointed that yes. they didn't get that and rating it down. So, But then I also saw the film that we're doing in a couple of weeks, The Babadook, also the same rating, which is a film I also have not seen. I've seen this one before, but I haven't seen Babadook. Also, I had assumed was a lot more be- well-received. So right. I think I mean, I mean, that's IMDb. Can I tell you what uh, it is on Rotten Tomatoes? You definitely can. Please. Do you want to guess? Uh, are we going? Are we going uh, reviewer thing or um, the general population? Uh, I'm gonna gonna say there's like user rating versus general. The general. Well, let's score. go critics. I'm gonna say eight, 80 percent. I reckon eighty-seven. Ninety-seven percent. Whoa. Okay. Audience Consensus. score is sixty-six percent, which is so ah, close. So there you go. Yeah. So IMDb has a has a an audience rating. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so there you go. Um, I guess I'm happy to say I feel more in line with the critics than I do with the general mass. Yeah. But oh, yeah. you know what? A lot of people are dumb, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I really enjoyed this film, and like Andrew said, like if you go back with a bit of knowledge of certain things to look out for, super rewarding. Um, it. It's extra scenes can play for a bit more tension here and there. Also, it can take away. It just really depends on what you're seeing. But it's yeah, really enjoyable. And I look forward to hating every other film we review in this whole franchise. Or series, sorry. I guarantee you, you won't. Uh, this, this film really does capture the dreamlike quality that I, th- that I think the, the script was going for. Oh, yes. Um, he really carries it through not only with dialogue and setting but also um, like little touches like the house that the the boy was uh, like Jeff or whatever was like hiding out in is one of the houses that like you go from room to room to room and then it leads back in a circle uh-huh. so that, you know, it, can't be it comes yeah. in like he, he just runs around and comes back out the out. Um, yeah, this is a really intelligent horror movie and that's oh yeah 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 that's it, it is becoming more common but like i think this was really very similar to blair witch which had layers that surprised people when they first watched it i think it follows is a very similar uh followed a very similar trajectory where it has a lot of surprising layers and you think you know what you're getting and then it adds <laughs> something new on um, and it's interesting to watch the whole way through. Like, I like horror movies, but I'm very rarely scared by horror movies. Okay. But this was this is my favourite kind of horror movie because it's very interesting. Mm. Yes. Um, and the characters act like real people, not like idiots. <laughs> um, Even though they do do 
some stupid things. Yeah, yeah but that's but it's what the character yeah. would do, not what the character needed to do to get to a scene or that to become they wanted. trapped. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'll be really quick. I want to just touch on the sequel that was proposed by the director writer because interesting, but I it's not currently on his list in IMDb of things upcoming, so hopefully he's not going to do it. But he was looking at doing a story where the main character from this tries to trace back and meet up with people to find out how far back it goes. Eh. So through, I guess, through both living and through records of people that have died just to see if she could find the original, depending on how old the thing is. This thing could be a thousand years old for we fucking know, but um, just going back and trying to research yeah. where it's come from to see if she can work out its origin to then it, if it can be stopped that way. So cool, interesting idea, but once yeah once you know that you can't unknow that and it takes away so much of the mystique of this film which i think is its its main asset but i'm interested but i also i'm interested but it could fuck up this movie and also the the driving the driving point of this film is that she's trying to get away from it but that's the thing they so, wanted to flip it so she's chasing it no well yeah but it would still be coming after her in the sequel so she would be trying to get away or stay away from it as well as trying to trace it. It reminds I, me of the, the so ring. So she flies, she's researching in France, yeah. she has to fly to Spain to have sex with some guy, <laughs> fly back to France to do some more research, and then mm. she flies to <laughs> Russia to have sex with some guy. Yeah. She flies back. I, I think, think that would just get confusing. I saw it years ago, but it's like the remake of The Ring. Was that Naomi Watts or whatever? Like she, her character had to do all this research to find out where the little girl came from yeah. to try and undo the curse before she died. Yeah. So it's for me, it was pitched like in the same vein, which once again is an interesting concept, but this film relies so much on us not knowing what's going on. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the for me, like, like I said, this movie is about the atmosphere, not the data. Mm, like, exactly. It's not like. It's not like Freddy Krueger, like he attacks you in your dreams. How do you kill someone in your dreams? Yeah. Whatever. Like this is like, this is inevitability and how do you deal with that inevitability? Um, yeah, so, so I'm not interested electrocuted. in that sequel. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, so who's fighting Calhoun? Please. Oh. I think uh, Weasley guy. Weasel we? guy. Uh, well, that's her. That's her kryptonite. <laughs> no, she does fall think, for Weasel guy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, it'll be it. It is. It is. I feel like it's a Calhoun. fairly. That's a good consensus that it's going to win. It'll eventually win if Calhoun has sex with someone. Well, okay. Oh, video game character. It's not canonical that she can even take that power suit off. She. She does get into a wedding dress in the. A wedding suit goes over the power. I don't think it did. So this know. is even this in a is, flashback. She's wearing a wedding suit. This but, is stalemate because she can't fight it until. She has sex with somebody infected. Oh, she can oh, find okay. it. She just can't see it. This rule is ah, that, actually that's interesting. But yeah. it won't be coming after her. I call it, they BS. won't necessarily be. I'm calling BS. She'll, no. she'll have to be hunting the thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's going to be stalemate. No, I completely disagree. We've never had the issue of motives for any other fight. Why should this thing be any different? It's going to kill her because they're in a death match against each if other. She can't see it, and it's continually walking towards its next victim. How on earth would she ever be able to fight it Why in any is sort of Cher arena? Why killing people with an Apache helicopter? Because they're in a death match. That's the thing. They are they are put into a room that they must have a fight to the death in. Yeah, but that's the conceit of this. It's going after her because that's the rules. Well, in that in that case, I mean, she can has a power gun that she never has to reload. I think it's just it's just going to be a, a constant until she dies of old age. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's which true. Which means that's true. time wins. will kill her. Yeah. <laughs> so time is our champion. <laughs> no, I think it's pretty clearly it. I think it definitely wins. Like it's an unstoppable force versus a pretty movable object. Or <laughs> no, all right, but well, no, well, that she's also a video game character. She's not going to die. She doesn't age. If you die out of your game, you die for real. Now that's an interesting point. She is kind of timeless as long as the yeah. power stays on. And how does you it get into a video game? Oh my god, they're this in is an so arena. <laughs> the same <laughs> the way the bloody Griffin. No, that's it. Yeah, she doesn't age. The same way the Griffin got no, into no, no. the arena. <laughs> this thing, this thing goes on for infinity, as far as we know. <laughs> no. And so will Calhoun. This is stalemate. Nothing, no, nothing can happen. Okay, so next next week it's a triple threat match. <laughs> Where Calhoun versus the It Follows creature versus, is it Get Out next week? Yep. Can't wait for that showdown. Oh, no, I'm going to get to kill another character. That's going to be great. (laughs) 
That's <sighs> right. We're just going to have a collection of immortal characters at the end. Yep. <laughs> How many more horror movies are we doing that have immortal characters in them? Because Get Out <laughs> I, doesn't. I think Bubba Duke is not uh, not mortal. From memory, wasn't Bubba Duke like mental illness? I've read about this thing. You I thought could, it, you you'll have to watch the movie. Um, there is a vampire in uh, Let the Right One In. There you go. But is it is that the French version we're watching? Whatever it is, it's or German. German? Am I watching that? Oh no, maybe oh, I'm second guessing now. It's some. It's it's Czech, probably. maybe. Norway, but it get the right one in. We are watching the foreign version and not let the right one or whatever it is. Correct. Okay. Interesting. I have to read now. Thanks for that. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, and Alex will probably be back next week. Probably. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yep. Fingers crossed. Need to hear me some puns. Yeah. Mm. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.